welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Today you are joined by your host, Tiara, and thank you so much for tuning in for what is now episode four of my Comp Prep 2020 mini-series. Now, I am recording this on Sunday, the 9th of February, 2020, which puts me at exactly 20 days out from my first show with the IFBB. And I know I said last week that I wasn't nervous, but man, I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous. Okay. I'm, (laughs) I'm really nervous, but, uh, you know, I'm also trying to recognize that being nervous is completely normal, you know, because I'm about to do something that I have never done before in my life, you know, and this is something that I've been working toward and I've had a goal of stepping on an IFBB stage literally for years. So, you know, working toward this for years, for months, for weeks, for days on end, and to know that it's only 20 days away before I make that goal, you know, a reality. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I'm recognizing that it's completely normal to be nervous, but, you know, I'm also just trying to embrace it and, uh, Whew, okay, yeah. You know, being this close to comp, I can safely say that every single day is a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. And I feel like I am just going through waves of emotions each day, you know, as I anticipate show day. Literally, it's right on the horizon now. And, uh, you know, I will feel various different emotions throughout the day. You know, I'll feel a lot of excitement. I'll feel a lot of nervousness. You know, I might feel very courageous. I might feel very confident that I might feel very anxious. Like (laughs) every single emotion in the book, I am feeling it and I have felt it. But, you know, that is normal. And if anything, I would be worried if I wasn't feeling that way because Like I said, I'm about to do something that is really huge for me, you know? This is a huge life goal that I have been working toward for a long time. And with that should come a hell of a lot of different emotions. But yeah, so 20 days out now, guys. It's not long, less than three weeks to go. Oh, boys. But uh, all right, let's get into what has been up the last week. So we'll kick it off with body composition change, you know, and I'm going to be completely honest. I've actually been really happy with how I have felt in my physique for the last week and how my physique is actually looking. And I think that the biggest role to play in that has actually been the climate because in the weeks prior, it has just been stupidly hot here in Brisbane, you know, stupidly hot, stupidly humid. I am just drinking so much water every day. You know, I'm sweating so much every day, like hydration status, despite me still staying well hydrated has just been all over the shop. Right. And, uh, I've spoken about this on previous episodes, how, you know, I've just been retaining a lot of water on random days. I feel very fluidy. But this last week, you know, anyone who has lived here in Brisbane knows that we have had hella rain. You know, it's pretty much been bucketing down every single day. And we have also had major changes in the temperature, right? So like going off from last week, you know, we were having highs of like 35 degrees. Even Monday was an insanely hot day, right? 35 degrees. 
neck minute, next day, right? It drops down to like 23 degrees. It was crazy, right? Like, I'm not sure if I'm living in Brisbane or if I'm living in Melbourne, but like the temperature change, you know, and the climate and just the weather, like how it all of a sudden changed, it was nuts. I was actually able to go on a walk on Tuesday afternoon in the park wearing tights, wearing a sweater, and feeling very comfortable and almost still feeling a little bit cold. Like, we're talking about, you know, it's still summer in Australia, in Brisbane, and I've been able to wear tights and sweaters and put on Ugg boots again and put on track pants. Like, I don't know what's been going on, but to be honest, it's actually been super duper comfortable. And, you know, I've been sleeping like an absolute baby. It's been amazing, but yeah, that temperature drop has uh, really, really done wonders, I think, for my physique because I'm not just retaining, you know, a bunch of extra fluid and feeling really watery and I'm not, I don't feel like, you know, I'm constantly sweating every day. I'm not having to take like four showers a day kind of thing. Literally just reality when you live in a very hot and humid climate. But, you know, that has been an absolute blessing this last week, but Interestingly enough, even though I have really, really liked the way that my physique is looking and I don't feel very watery and I don't feel super duper bloated or just like sticky and gross, my scale weight has actually plateaued, which I think is really interesting because you know those mornings when you wake up, you know, and your stomach feels really flat, you know, you feel tight and you're like, man, I'm really going to get a new low weigh in this morning but your weight is either the exact same or your weight is actually up. And you're like, huh, like that's kind of weird. Like certainly wasn't expecting that. So yeah, interestingly enough, despite the weather changing, you know, and I'm feeling really, really good in my body, my weight has actually plateaued. And for example, last week, you know, I was hovering around 60.3, 60.1 kilograms. Then I got those really freaky lows on Thursday and Friday of 59.3 and 59.7. But then on Saturday, my weight spiked all the way back up to 61. And then on Sunday, it went down to 60.4. So I really think that when I entered into the 59s last week, that was just a freaky low. You know, something was going on with my hydration status because it certainly didn't balance out and my weight certainly didn't stay in the 59s for the coming days. So I really have to count that as an anomaly. And then, you know, this week, so I started off at 60.5 on Monday and then Monday through to Thursday, it dropped down to 60 flat. And What's actually also pretty interesting is that after my two high carbohydrate days on Thursday and Friday, I actually got a brand new low weigh-in on Saturday morning of 59.8. So despite eating like, you know, almost quadruple the amount of carbohydrates that I would in one of the days prior, right, my weight was actually significantly lower. So It just goes to show that body weight is a really, really funky thing. And that's why I highly recommend that you are taking it every single day and you are comparing your weekly averages because you really need to see general trends over time because man, does body weight like to uh, 
bounce around and have a good time. It's well, at least for me, you know, some people it just stays stable. Other people, it just like jumps all over the shop. So if you are one of those people, I can totally relate. And I highly recommend that you take a weekly average. (laughs) But you know, when looking at that weekly average, last week, my weekly average was 60.2. This week it was 60.17. So a very, very, very tiny drop in that weekly average. What that's like 0.03 grams. So like 30 grams difference. So when we're thinking about that, I can pretty much safely say that my body weight has pretty much plateaued around this 60 kilograms slash very, very high 59 kilogram, right? And The matter of the fact is, you know, looking at the data, my weight's plateaued. I know that I still need to be leaner. It's simply just a case of, I need to do another macro drop. You know, I need to keep pushing. That is what the data is telling me. And I've had a good run, you know? I've been able to stay on these last previous macros, you know, for a good five weeks since my diet break. And during my diet break, you know, in those weeks before, weight was bouncing around, around that 62 kilogram mark, and now it's right down at 60. So in those last five weeks, I have lost a solid, you know, two kilograms, which has been fantastic. And I've had a good run, but you know, it's just time to do another drop. And that's pretty much the reality of it. So, you know, now I have decided to uh, bring my carbohydrates down on my low days to 150 grams. Previously, they were at 175 grams. So bringing carbohydrates down to 150 grams, keeping protein the same at 140 grams, keeping fats the same at 35 grams. And I'll just be running that now as my five lower carbohydrate days. And then I'm gonna keep my high carbohydrate days the exact same. So 325 grams of carbs, 35 grams of fat, and between 140 to 150 grams of protein. So it's really only a 100 calorie drop per day for five days of the week, which is certainly manageable, you know? Like, I don't take 25 grams of carbs away from one singular meal, but rather I'll take maybe five grams away from each meal so that I hardly even notice, you know? Like, a little bit less oats in my oatmeal. I'm talking about like five or 10 grams, right? Or I might have a little bit less fruit in my nice cream, or I might take a few grams away from my air pop popcorn, or I might put a little bit less balsamic on my salad, you know, like here and there so that you can still eat the same volume of food, right? And you can still feel like nothing's really changed, but you're just being a little bit sneaky and uh, you are achieving your goals at the same time. So that's the way that I like to do it. And you know, when it comes to implementing a macro drop and eating less calories, I personally don't think that it always just comes down to the total amount of food that you're physically eating, but it's more about the psychology around eating less food, right? Because I think that there's a lot of physique competitors out there and I'll admit it, I'm one of them, you know? I'm certainly guilty of being in this headspace before and having these thoughts before, and I'm not scared to admit that, but uh, 
I think that there are a lot of physique competitors out there who want to be the person who can diet on the most calories, right? They want to be that person who can eat the most carbohydrates and still get absolutely shredded to the bone. And they want every single person on the planet to know about it, right? <laughs> I've certainly been in that headspace before too. So um, yep, hands up if you're with me. But you see, the thing is, guys, is that you don't necessarily get results and you don't necessarily win trophies by being the person who ate the most food. And considering that this is physique sport, it's more often than not the contrary, right? <laughs> All right, the judges are not marking you on your caloric intake. There's nothing on the judging criteria that's like, okay, how low did this person's macros and how low did this person's carbohydrates get in the last 20 weeks? Tick, right? They are marking you solely on your physique. And if the data is telling you that, hey, you need to be leaner, hey, you need to lose a little bit more weight, hey, you need to push harder, and a matter of fact is, is that you just need to eat a little bit less and expend a little bit more in order to achieve that physique, that's what's going to get you results. And personally, I think that someone would be an absolute fool if it was higher on their priority list to eat more calories, eat more carbohydrates, boast about it, compared to actually paying attention to the data, you know, and just doing what they need to do, recognizing that, hey, maybe I actually do need to be a bit leaner. Maybe I actually do have to push myself to an uncomfortable limit in order to achieve the physique that I desire for and to actually be able to step on stage and be competitive with everyone else who is probably in the exact same boat as me right now. So sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And sometimes really you just need to accept that no matter how much food you ate in your improvement season, no matter how high your calories or how high your carbohydrates got or something at some point in time, that was then and this is now, especially if you are in the tail end of comp prep, maybe you've lost 10 kilograms, right? You're 10 kilograms lighter. That makes sense why you can't eat the same amount of food anymore, right? You're not maintaining a body weight anymore that is 10 kilograms heavier. You are basically a different body, all right? So this is just almost a reminder to myself, but it's a reminder to other people too that as a physique athlete, sometimes you do need to be uncomfortable, right? Sometimes you do need to eat a little bit less food, right? But that's all part of the fun. That's all part of the game. And it really does come down to how hard are you willing to push yourself, right? Don't go crazy. Please don't eat like 75 grams of carbs a day or something. I'm not, <laughs> I'm certainly not saying that, but I'm also saying that sometimes you have to get a little bit or very uncomfortable in this sport if you truly want to step on stage and be competitive and bring your absolute best. So I'm just going to use myself as an example here, but you know, at the very end of my improvement season, I was maintaining my body weight around 68 kilograms and I was eating 400 grams of carbohydrates per day, right? feeling on top of the world, eating so many flipping potatoes. But 
Now I am 23 weeks into a diet. I've been dieting for almost half a year, right? And I've also lost over eight kilograms now. I'm starting to enter the 59 kilograms. So given that, right? For starters, I'm no longer maintaining my body weight. I am striving to lose body weight. So that's why I am in a calorie deficit anywhere between probably 500 to 800 calories below my average maintenance level per day. And, you know, given that I am a much lighter body weight and the degree of metabolic adaptation that has occurred in my body over the last 23 weeks, right? For one, resting heart rate has dropped by probably over 15 beats per minute, okay? You think about every minute of every day, right? Of every week, of every month, <laughs> that's a hell of a lot of less heartbeats and that's a hell of a lot of calories saved. I don't know what my respiratory rate is, but I would imagine my respiratory rate has gone significantly down. You know, I would imagine that my level of NEAT probably has gone down. Obviously, I've stayed on top of my daily steps, you know, my energy expenditure during the gym, but there does become a point, you know, with metabolic adaptation where you can't fight it. Your body just gets hella efficient at using calories because it doesn't really want you to lose any more weight. Hence, why you need to push it sometimes. And that's pretty much why I was able to eat 400 grams of carbs then, you know, but 23 weeks later, five days of the week, I'm eating 150 grams of carbs. But at the same time, I have a completely different body composition now compared to 23 weeks ago. And the reasoning behind that is because I have pushed myself every single day. I've gotten a little bit uncomfortable. I've done what I need to do because I refuse to stand on stage and know that I didn't fully test my capabilities. I didn't push myself as hard as I possibly could, you know? And I'm standing up there next to other competitors who were actually willing to do that. So I'm not willing to take that risk, you know? I will do what needs to be done. So I just want to let everyone know that if at some point in time you were that person who was like, I can eat so much food, but then you try to get Compline and it turns out that, oh, wait a second, I actually can't eat that much food. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's normal. It's okay to admit it because the majority of us are all in the same boat. You know, it's just a reality that you can't diet on a substantial amount of food and you can't eat every single potato and banana, you know, and bread loaf under the sun and still get Compline. That's why so very few people actually get lean enough because it gets really uncomfortable. It's really, really hard to push yourself to those limits. And I'm not even at that limit yet, you know? I don't know how far I'm gonna have to go or how far I'm gonna have to push. I know that I'm damn close now, right? But uh, there does come a point where, you know, oh man, it's, it's more mental than anything. And it really just comes down to how hard are you really, really willing to work and dig your heels in? So... With that, you know, on the topic of food, I have been asked the question a lot, which is a 
totally normal question, by the way, don't get me wrong, but I have been asked a lot, you know, like, what are you going to eat post comp? You know, which restaurant are you going to go to? What are you craving? And the truth is, I haven't even thought about it, you know, like post competition food, it's not on my mind. The competition is on my mind, you know, the experience, the results, that's what's clouding the forefront of my mind, not whatever I'm going to put in my body, you know, after I step on stage. I I can genuinely say that I'm not even thinking about it. And I know that it's not uncommon for a lot of comp prep competitors, you know, to obviously have cravings throughout comp prep, you know, and on social media and Instagram, you start following more food pages than you do, you know, fitness pages or any other type of page, you know, and when you're feeling hungry, you you scroll through all these pages as a highly palatable, you know, delicious looking food. And to be completely honest, doing that on a regular basis, I just think that's fueling the fire, you know? I think that's fueling the fire for cravings and I think that's making you feel even more deprived and I think it's a very, very slippery slope. And don't get me wrong, okay? There is a difference between going on Instagram, right, and searching, you know, different cafes for where you want to go for a post-show meal with your family and friends because it's the first time you've been able to eat out in 25 weeks. I get that. I've done that too. But what I'm talking about, you know, is laying in bed late at night, you know, or walking on the treadmill or when you're at work, you know, secretly scrolling through your phone and looking up chocolate cake hashtags on Instagram and just scrolling and scrolling, right? I think that is an unhealthy habit to have. And to be completely honest, I think that if the driving force behind why you're competing is because you just want to see how long you can physically restrain yourself from eating copious amounts of highly palatable foods, right? I think that you're in this for the wrong reasons. And of course, that is just my opinion, right? But I think that if that's all that's on your mind, you know, if you are just the weeks leading up to comp and all you can think about is just the post-show meal, you know, like that massive box of donuts that your friend's going to hand you after you step off stage and you're not even picturing actually stepping on stage, I think that you need to reconsider, wait, why am I actually doing this, you know, because personally, I want the results so much more than I want food, so much more. I want the results and I want the experience so much more than I want any single food on the planet because guys, I've had food before, I've experienced food before, but do you know what I've never experienced? I've never experienced stepping on an IFBB stage in the best condition of my life, right? So. That is what is driving me through this comp prep. You know, that is what is at the forefront of my mind, actually stepping on stage. That's all I can think about right now, you know, and no matter what happens afterwards, you know, when we're down in Melbourne for the Arnold's, you know, whatever cafe or restaurant we go to out afterwards to eat, that just happens and I enjoy it. But first things first, 
I'm stepping on stage, all right? That is what is happening first. And whatever happens afterwards is going to happen. But I'm not letting that cloud my mind. And I'm not letting that distract me from what is the main goal here? You know, what is actually the most important thing to me here right now? So I refuse to let something as silly as food, you know, get in the way of what I'm actually working so damn hard toward achieving. And with that, you know, I don't want to come across as if I'm ranting right now, even though I probably am, but oh well, this is my podcast, so. (laughs) But the thing is, you know, and you guys have probably been in situations like this before too, is where, you know, you'll be out to eat. For example, you'll be out to a big Italian restaurant or something, and you might be in the middle of comp prep, right? And you have to either order reasonably, right? You can't order, you know, a big thing of garlic bread. You can't order a massive cheesy pizza and like some barbecue ribs and ice cream, right? You might have to, uh, either maybe order a chicken Caesar salad with the dressing on the side, or you might even have to bring your own meal. Whatever situation you're in, you know, where you're surrounded by this highly palatable, delicious food. And you know, the people that you're with, someone might make the remark of, wow, that's quite the sacrifice that you're making. And when anyone has ever said this to me before, I'm just like wide-eyed and the first thing that comes into my head is like, this person has it all backwards, you know? They honestly think that I'm sacrificing eating copious amounts of highly calorie-dense, palatable foods for my goals, whereas they're the ones who are potentially sacrificing their goals and their health for something as easily accessible as highly palatable, calorie-dense foods. Like, who's really making the sacrifice here? So that's pretty much my mentality when it comes to these things because I want to achieve my goals and I want the results so much more than I want food, right? And the truth is, is that just eating copious amounts of food, that's not very special to me, right? Because Anyone can do that, you know? It's anyone can go to the shopping center and, you know, buy whatever the heck they want and eat whatever the heck they want. You know, as long as you have a little bit of money in your pocket, you can go out to any restaurant, any buffet, you can eat. You can do that at any time. But I have always been one of those people who have thrived off being able to do what others can't or what others aren't willing to do, you know? I get a hell of a lot of satisfaction from being able to truly push my limits and achieve things that I know other people just wouldn't be willing to endure. So that's why with this competition prep, I don't see what I'm doing as a sacrifice. I see it as a sign of courage, a sign of determination. Every single thing that I'm doing has purpose. And it's not like I'm not eating food. I'm still eating food every single day, at least four times a day. I still get to enjoy food. (laughs) So it's not like I've just like cut myself off from the world of nutrients. (laughs) So I'm still eating food. I'm just not eating it in a copious, abundant amount. So 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hopefully that wasn't too much of a rant, but hopefully you guys do see, you know, my point of view when it comes to that topic. And who knows, being three weeks out now, maybe it just has me feeling a little bit more open to uh, sharing my honest opinions. <laughs> but, you know, moving on. So I guess what has happened really this last week? So a few little things, I guess at the very beginning of the week, this is pretty minor, but I swapped around my upper and my lower body session. Usually I train lower body on Monday, upper body Tuesday, and then have a rest day Wednesday. But you know, with the weather, it was supposed to start bucketing down, which it did on a Tuesday all the way through till now. So I needed to actually mow my lawn and hell no, was I not going to train legs and mow my lawn on the same day. So I trained upper body on Monday morning, mowed my lawn on Monday afternoon, and then I trained legs on Tuesday. And might I just say that Mowing the lawn is a very good form of exercise, all right? Talk about getting your neat up, right? <laughs> and being productive at the same time. So anyone out there, you know, looking to uh, burn a little bit of extra fuel while, you know, being productive and doing some housework at the same time, mow your freaking lawn, all right? If you have a lawn, <laughs> that is. But yeah, mowing your lawn, awesome form of exercise. Just saying. Uh, all right, so yeah, I swapped those two sessions around and to be honest, it was perfectly fine because, you know, I take a rest day on Sunday and then I usually do that lower body Monday, upper body Tuesday, rest on Wednesday. So swapping them both around, I didn't notice any difference to my performance, you know, my recovery, everything was pretty much the exact same. So yeah, that worked out just fine. That very, very slight modification to my training program. On Wednesday, Jack and I did catch up with our good friends, Kate and Oliver. Uh, they both came over to meet our new puppy, Sam, which was so much fun to catch up with them. And we were all just talking about how crazy it is, how much can change in a year, right? Because exactly one year ago, Kate and Oliver were both, you know, at the very beginning of their competition prep for season A 2019. So, Kate, you know, was doing uh, ICN fitness and sports model, AWNBS bikini. Oliver was doing men's physique for ICN. And at this time, we were coaching them separately. They didn't even know each other. But let's just say they fell in love. And uh, after the competitions, you know, they started dating. And now this week, they've actually just moved in together, which is freaking incredible. So it really just goes to show how much can change in a year. It's pretty incredible the people that you come across, you know, the people that you meet. And let's just say that if things don't work out for Jack and I as bodybuilding dietitians, perhaps we could always become the relationship dietitians. So just saying. <laughs> but what else happened this week? So, ooh, uh, I was actually, what an honor. I was actually the first person to be able to pose in the new World's Gym Brisbane posing room. So they've been building a posing room now for well over a month and uh, pretty much, you know, it's all painted. It's got brand new floors. It's got, you know, uh, really nice down lighting. It's got like a nice stereo in there. It pretty much just needs the mirrors now. But I've actually been given permission by the owners to go in there and pose because I'm usually at the gym every single day. They always see me coming in and posing. And I've been using the, um, the group fitness room and 
Anyone who has ever been to World's Gym Brisbane in that group fitness room, especially any girls, you know, posing in heels, you would know that the floor is just absolutely flipped, right? It's like that really spongy material. There's a bunch of dips and it's so hard to pose on. It just totally knocks your confidence. So I've just been so grateful to now be able to, you know, go into that new posing room with the new wooden floors and uh, actually be able to pose properly and not like, you know, stumble over my own two feet because it's like I'm walking over a crater. So (laughs) that's been really good this week, being able to pose in that room and um, should be really exciting once they finally, you know, put the mirrors on the wall. They're going to put some mirrors, you know, at an angle up like on the ceiling so that you can actually see your back when you're doing back poses. Should be really cool. So that's been a really good addition to this week. I've continued, you know, to keep my physique journal that I spoke about in depth from last week, you know, making very detailed comments on how I'm looking throughout the day, you know, first thing in the morning after my meals, during the gym, the types of pumps I'm getting, my morning weight, you know, all of that good stuff. And, uh, Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, you know, I've been really happy with how I've been feeling, how I've been looking this past week, but I can certainly say that my best two looks were on Friday afternoon during my upper body session and also on Saturday during my lower body session because, you know, now that the humidity's gone, now that, you know, my body isn't just retaining a bunch of extra fluid, which is just totally skewing my look, This week, you know, after having those five lower carbohydrate days, Saturday to Wednesday, and then really carbing up on Thursday and Friday, like that is the best I've ever looked in my life. Like Friday afternoon during my upper body session, that's the best upper body pump I have ever had in my life. And I was just like, you know, doing lateral raises like you do and (laughs) totally checking myself out. No shame. I've worked freaking hard for this man. (laughs) But you know, you're in the gym and you're like, holy shit, is this really me? Are those really my shoulders? And like, you just want to keep doing more reps because you get so excited. You're like, oh my God, this is so freaking awesome. Uh, I can't believe I look like this. So it was really cool. And you know, based off this last, last week's data, you know, I have been doing, you know, the right thing these last couple of weeks, you know, doing those five lower carbohydrate days and then those two high carbohydrate days in preparation for what would be the Saturday show. Because when I woke up on Saturday morning, you know, I looked very lean, you know, like I had very full muscle bellies just all over my glute tie-in, my back, you know, my core. Also, frequently enough, it was actually my lowest weigh-in for the entire week and I was 59.8 kilograms as well. So God knows how that happens. But uh, anyway, that was certainly my best look. So yeah, that pretty much gives me, you know, confidence to keep going ahead with that protocol in the coming weeks. And yeah, it, sh- it should be good, you know. Uh, I- I'm really, really liking how everything is coming along. And I actually got some really nice, unexpected feedback from uh, a woman called Tracy yesterday at World's Gym Brisbane. She's one of the personal trainers there, and she's actually doing the show in three weeks, and she'll be competing in women's physique. And boy, might I say, she has an incredible physique, so much muscle on that woman, just 
absolutely beautiful. But, you know, she came up to me out of the blue while I was just like, you know, doing hip thrusts as you do. And uh, she said, you know, honestly, I've been working here for years and I've seen a lot of bikini athletes compete, you know, and a lot of bikini athletes train here. And you probably have one of the best work ethics of any bikini athlete I've ever seen, you know, you train so hard and the effort that you put into everything, you know, and your dedication is just amazing. And her saying that to me and just having, you know, that kind, positive recognition and feedback of someone of her caliber, you know, she is a WBFF pro herself. You know, she told me that she's done 11 IFBB shows and she's now just transitioning back, you know, from WBFF into IFBB. But For her to just randomly come up to me in the gym, you know, totally unexpected and say something that encouraging, you know, and that honest and that kind, I can't even begin to explain how much I appreciate it, you know? Uh, It just, it made me so, so happy and it really helped me push through that session. And it was almost kind of funny because, you know, both of us were both three weeks out now and we literally said like at the exact same time, like, I feel like I want to burst out in tears because (laughs) I don't know, man, like, just like, like I said at the beginning, emotions are all over the place, you know? So like one minute you're super excited. The next minute you just want to cry for no reason. And again, there's no reason and you don't fully know why, but that was just really funny, you know, in the gym yesterday when we both had that moment of, oh my God. I'm so excited, but wow, I just feel like I could curl up into a ball right now and just cry. <laughs> so yeah, that's um that happened yesterday. That was that was pretty funny, but yeah, it was honestly just so kind of her to say that. And you know, on that note, I have just been blown away this entire comp prep from the amount of support and encouragement that I've just received on a daily basis. Like I cannot begin to describe how much I appreciate every single comment, every single message, every single remark, every single, you know, keep going, you can do it. Like, it is so, so nice and it really, really does help me to keep going. And I am just almost overwhelmed by the amount of support that I've received over these last 23 plus weeks, right? From just so many different people. And, you know, a lot of it is through social media and it just means so much to me to have support because bodybuilding certainly can be a very lonely sport if you choose to make it that way, you know? You can train by yourself, you can eat by yourself, you can kind of isolate yourself, just stick to yourself, you know, and it's not like team sports, you know, you're not surrounded by necessarily other team members and you're not all playing the exact same game and you're not necessarily depending on one another. Bodybuilding is very independent, but I just, I can't explain how much it really, really helps to have a fantastic support network around you, you know, people showing you signs of encouragement, you know, people pushing you to keep going, you know, people keeping you on track and saying like, you're so close now, you know, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see you up there. You know, all this hard work's going to pay off every single kind comment and remark Oh, it all just adds up and uh, it makes the journey so much more enjoyable. So 
oh gosh, just having a support network, it means the world. And I just want to put out a humongous thank you to absolutely everyone who does support me through this. Because like I said, I could make it a very lonely journey if I wanted to, but I don't want to. I want to take people along this journey with me. I want to take them on the ride with me, you know? I don't want to be alone through this. I want to be surrounded by, you know, people showing signs of encouragement and support because it makes the entire experience so much more enjoyable. And not only having people there for me, but being there for other people too, you know, showing signs of encouragement and support for other competitors, you know, people who I'm going to be standing next to on stage, people in, you know, completely other divisions to me. Like there's nothing better than being supported on your own journey, but being able to watch and follow along and support other people too. It just, it makes it all worthwhile. It really adds to the entire experience, the entire journey. Oh, I could go on about this forever, but you know, I really do need to start rounding up this episode and I guess pretty much the plan moving forward for the next week. I've already gone over my nutrition, you know, making that slight macro drop from 175 grams of carbs down to 150 grams of carbs for five days keeping my high carbohydrate days the same, you know, keeping training the exact same, still practicing posing on the daily, you know, still hitting my daily step target, which is around 13,000 steps per day. And yeah, pretty much just, you know, staying level-headed, staying calm, trying to control the 101 emotions that I feel at the exact same time of every single day. So (laughs) staying on top of that, getting my emotions under control, you know, continuing to get a really good night's sleep. Yeah, just taking each day as it comes, each task as it comes, you know, keep ticking away because only 20 days left. That's, uh, that is crazy. And the next time I tune in, you know what, I'm going to be 13 days out, like what? Oh gosh, 13, that's actually my favorite number, which is pretty exciting, but yeah guys, pretty much, you know, that's going to be a roundup for this episode, episode number four of my Comp Prep 2020 mini series. If you did enjoy it, please feel free to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, tell your family and friends about it, you know, and I will be catching you next week when I am sub two weeks and 13 days out.